Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Ignite. I have a special guest today, Bill Weiss. And it's a miracle we even got together. My grandson, remember yes. Jordan, uh, heard you speak at, uh, right. at Dream City Church in, in Arizona. Yeah, and, and, and he called me. He said, you have to meet this guy. And uh, so we did, and we're almost neighbors. Yes. And uh, all of a sudden, we had this wonderful lunch. We went on and on. Yes. And on. We're telling stories. I got to, I got to get you on this show and talk a little bit because uh, you, we are, we are uh, kindred spirits, are we not? We are, and Barry, I'm so honored to be with you and on your show. And it's a, a miracle God had <clears throat> me meet you. So. Yeah, really. So you're, you're working today. You're wearing a tie. You're going to go show some property after, right, after yeah, we I, finish I here, do right? Real estate in between. The we're ministry. both businessmen. We're not, right. we're not quote-unquote uh, typical ministers we're exactly. not pastors right we are ministers but, that's right uh, but, but that's uh, right we do, we do uh, the, the work <clears throat> of the lord but as uh, but not as pastors yeah yeah but you wrote this book yeah there's one of experience we can't go into it but you right. did write this book 23 minutes in hell and you right. didn't want to write it right but you had this amazing experience and now how many books have been sold Almost two million. <laughs> two million books. But, you know, Barry, it's only because it's to do with souls. It's it's about mm. winning souls, and that's the purpose for us as Christians. Yeah. You know, God's called us all as you know, not <clears throat> just pastors, but all of us yeah. need to preach the gospel. <laughs> and and that's why he's promoted the book. Amen, amen, yeah. amen. Well, he has done that as one who has written a little book and, and just getting started. And I'm looking at two million. <laughs> wow, that's like well, that's Mount Everest up there. Well, I, I'm a nobody, so for that to happen, it, you know, it's God. So. Well, you know, have you been sharing your faith because you're an extrovert? Uh, I've been sharing it because number one, I'm being obedient to what God told yeah. us to do. You yeah. know, and First Thessalonians two four says He's entrusted us with the gospel. Mm. I mean, that's a real privilege and mm. an honor for us as Christians. We don't shouldn't take this so lightly. You know, and, and so yeah. many Christians don't witness, but that's a privilege to share eternal words, things that can change people's eternal lives. Well, let's go back to the beginning because how did that happen for you? I mean, it doesn't happen to most Christians, like 99% of Christians. They don't get that urge. They don't right. get that motivation. What what did it for you? Why, why are you, you and I are, are, are both interesting stories, but I want to hear yeah. your story right now. Well, I've been a Christian for 53 years. <clears throat> and, you know, I just got into the word of God. I, I just saw that I want to please God. And one of the things he instructed us to do was to go and share the gospel with all the world. So I, it became a passion for me. But so you, know, you very, just did it because well, the Bible told you to do it. Number you one. You read it and you said, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. But, but then, <laughs> it is. Right. Be obedient. <laughs> but then, you know, Barry, I saw that, and you pointed this out in your book about, you know, all of us want joy in our life. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I saw the joy that came from witnessing from sharing the yeah. truth with people. Yeah. It was like a joy that was overwhelming, bubbling. <laughs> and, you, and I thought, I want more of this. Yeah. So I said, Lord, I want opportunities every day. And he said, well, like you said in the book, um, we're in front of people every day. We have the opportunity every day with everybody we come we're across. We're surrounded by people who are right. lost. And you see people's lives change. Yeah, you don't have to go, oh, I wonder if I could, there's somebody out there that needs Jesus. They all need Jesus. <laughs> they all need Jesus. <laughs> right. And, and Jesus said many are going to hell and few are going to heaven, mm. you know, in Matthew 7. So <clears throat> we all need to preach the gospel. But you have this joy. It's not no, a, it's I, not I a burden. I don't want to belabor that, but say that one more time. It's not a burden, but it's a delight. Yeah, but to the, share the, word the, of God. the the bulk of people are not going in the right direction. Right, Matthew seven. Jesus said, "Many are going to hell, and few are going to heaven." And and again, not to belabor it, but that's where they're going to go unless somebody does something. They're not going to church. Right. How are they going to know unless somebody tells them? Right. 
and nobody's telling you. Only one percent of Christians right. are, are are telling people about Jesus, about that God loves you. Right. Only one percent of us are doing that, and that's right. They're lost. They that's have right. an excuse for doing all the stuff they're doing. We sure. have no yeah. excuse. And like you said, there's opportunity every day. You know, I, can I just share a story? I've just I just got off a plane. Now there's a novel idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just a couple of weeks ago got off a plane. Like, and I I get to share a lot on the plane, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have a cop, yeah, captive I, audience. I, I, I do the same thing. And so my wife and I were sitting in the two it's seats. It's a great idea. You have a captive first person beside right. you. So well, there was was nobody aside me on the aisle seat and okay. so they closed the door <clears throat> and then this lady on the other opposite aisle seat gets uh-huh. up out of her seat and changes and sits down and she said I don't know why I'm doing this but I just felt like I'm supposed to sit here what? Well, I knew why I already knew why <laughs> and so we got talking divine and, appointments right and I, I, you know, I saw you start off small talk with people, you know, what do you do for a living and where are you going and, and so forth. So after she talked for a while. You develop a relationship. Exactly. You have to, you have to do you that have to first. Do that. They're not so going to they, listen to you unless no. they have a relationship where they have some trust in you. Right, right. Yeah. And so after a while, it's she called, It's called me, loving on people. Yeah, that's right. Being really <laughs> just, just concerned love. about what it's, they do. It's not, a, it's not a recipe. It's not reciting. Right. It's not a script. It's just it's being just, kind. And it's not even trying to get them saved. It's just trying to love on them. That's right, right. Yeah. So after a while, she asked me, what do I do? So I told her, I, I teach the Bible. And she was, oh, what do you teach? And I said, well, who goes to heaven and who goes to hell? <laughs> that's a good start. And I just left it. And she goes, well, who does no, wait, go wait, to you just, What do you mean you just left it? I just stopped, and then we talked about something else. <clears throat> And because sometimes okay, you know, you're good fishing, point. Good you're fishing. Point. You don't just keep hammering. Right. You let them come and want more. Right. Exactly. You whet their appetite. Yeah. And then you leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You change the subject. Let them bring it back. Right? Exactly. Let yeah. them bring it back. So they're instead of beating people up, you right. got got to get their attention. That's the wrong way to That's do it. We way. can't beat people into heaven. Yeah. We got to stop that. Exactly. <laughs> So we chum. I call it chumming. Mm-hmm. We throw a little chum, yeah, <laughs> and then point. forget about it. Right. Don't mention it anymore. Then right. they'll come back. Well, what about so and so? You do that, and then you leave it alone. Right. And if they're hungry, they'll keep coming exactly. up that chum line. <laughs> so she said, "Well, who does go to heaven and who does go to hell?" And I just said, "Well, it's uh, there's a lot of misconception. It has nothing to do with being good." And I just left it. Yeah. So then again, she was wanted to know more. Anyway, long story short, I shared with her the gospel. She didn't get saved then, but I said, look, I'm going to your town. That's what we're, we're both flying to. I'm speaking at a church tomorrow. Why don't you come? And she goes, maybe I will. So she actually came and she brought three of her friends. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This just happened. And uh, they all, they shut, I told them they could sit in the front seat, uh, which the pastor allowed. Anyway, so long story short, they all, four of them went forward and got saved. Oh. Now, here's the point though, Barry. The Lord knew that I would take the effort to talk to her. Yeah. That's why he moved her. Yeah. He wouldn't have moved yeah. her if he knew oh, I was absolutely. complacent, I didn't really care. But he does direct their steps and our steps. Right. These are divine appointments. And he supernaturally is working on both sides. Yes. I wonder how many times I missed that. I know. We all have to be sensitive. God orchestrates that. And then I walk right by the opportunity. I wasn't listening. I yeah. wasn't paying attention. And, and I think God looks at us and goes, oy vey. <laughs> yeah. Like, I set that all up and very just blew right. me off. You know, exactly. how many times, even now, That's I right. do that. Right. It's, it's, I know. It's, it's, uh, we have to really be do, sensitive. But when we do. 
I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just recently, real another story, if I yeah. can. Reach, reach, come. You know, I was, um, yeah. I used to serve on the board at a homeowner's association. <clears throat> and for five years, I served on this board. And this man that was on the board was an atheist. He was arrogant, mean, nobody liked him. But I liked him. He was smart, and he really helped us out to keep us out of trouble. He knew all the CCNR's bylaws, Sterling Davis Act, and all these different things he knew. And I so I thanked him all the time. Bill, I thank you for being on the board with, I, I knew you're smart, and I really value value you being on the board. But I never witnessed to him for five years. Well, I just found out he was in a hospital. I didn't know what was wrong. He wasn't a friend, but I just knew. No. And I was busy with doing some real estate. And I just felt like the Lord said, go no. right now, no. go to the hospital. No. You laid the groundwork before. Yeah. So I left. I went to the hospital <clears throat> and I walked in his room and he was hooked up the tubes. He looked awful. He was 70 pounds. And, um, you know, mm. he says, he barely mm. could whisper. And he says, Bill, mm. I was slipping out of my body last night. I was dying. And he said, I was going down a long, dark tunnel, and it was getting hotter and hotter. And he said, I was terrified. I don't want to go to that place. What do I do to stay out of that place? And I said, Bill, look, you were heading to hell. You had a right to be terrified. But you, can, you don't have to go to hell. But you do need to repent. And that means you have to be sorry for your sins and ask God to forgive you. So he didn't, he didn't call you. No, no. He, God put him on your heart. Right, to you go. You heard the news. And you went. I just went. Right after you had that experience. See the timing of those right. things. What does that well, do for your faith? Well, oh man, it makes you, encourages <laughs> you to keep going and paying attention to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what had you not been sensitive? What if you not followed the nudge? Well, here's the thing, Barry. You know, I led him to the Lord and he genuinely got saved. Tears yeah. of joy and everything. So I held his hand and talked to him for another hour. I left. Two hours later, he was yeah, dead. Yeah. What if you not followed that? He'd right. be in hell now. Right. Because of you, because you followed the nudge. I'm so honored. You get that you know. nudge where he's, right. you know you should do that. What if right. you say, well, maybe tomorrow? You know, in Ezekiel 33, 8 says, if we fail to speak to warn the sinner from his way, his blood will I require exactly. at your hand. And that's exactly. why Paul said, I'm free from the blood said, of your yeah, hand. I don't, I don't want to be responsible. <laughs> if I have the opportunity, right. I'm going. I, I made those mistakes early on. I try not to make right. them. I try not to make them. I'm not 100%, but I right. pretty well run to people that are hurting. And now, so the point because, was, we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and obey him when he tells us to go. Yeah. Because wow. you know, God's going to hold wow. us accountable if yeah. we don't. Boy, when we get yeah. to heaven... Mm. But, but just imagine like, meeting him in I heaven. Know. Can you imagine the excitement of meeting him in heaven? And he him made say, it by because the skin you of his came team. by at that last minute. I'm in heaven because right. of you. And he had no friends. Influence. He had no friends and no family other than one brother who was also an atheist. So he would have most likely gone. Throw me home. another one right quick. Um, we have such a short time. But you're full of no. these stories. Or something happened recently. Well, I was just on a plane again another couple weeks ago, and there was a lady next to me, and we got talking. Turned out she was a nurse, and she was going to the LA nursing conference. And so I ended up sharing with her a little bit about uh, the fires of hell. I don't know why that came up, but, you know, we talked about hell and everything. I said, how, how does one get on the subject it, of hell with somebody it, you don't somehow know? Somehow it came up. But uh, this was after about three hours. Oh, okay, okay. okay long okay. time of developing yeah, with her. All right, all right. Then I told her about, no, that there's really is, because she said it's metaphorical. <clears throat> and I said, no, it's real literal fire in hell. <clears throat> and, and I'm telling, Jesus warned about hell in 17 verses. You talk about the fires of hell. Anyway, so I told her that I'd written a book, and I never shared that with people, but I did with her. I said, I wrote a book, 23 Minutes in Hell. That, I didn't tell her what it was about. I just left it. Okay, now this is a true story. She went to the conference and she said, she wrote us two days later and she says, Bill, at the conferences, nurses, they always have a stethoscope or a medical thing up on the screen, the big screen with all of us listening. This time they had the fires of hell burning on the screen. <laughs> 
She said that made me think, what? You had just told her. I just told her. And then she gets there and they have Why this Why would they have fire at a medical place? Right? So she went and bought our book, read it, and she wrote us and said, I just got saved. Oh my goodness. Oh so, my goodness. I mean, what's the we have so many stories. Can you, can you come back? Absolutely. Can we have another version of this? Okay, we're going to have Bill back on, on another edition of our podcast. Okay, thanks for joining us. Well, hope you enjoy this. Uh, come back and see us next time real soon.